akin to splitting the atom, Ben and Ryan attempt to split their guests apart from their egos and explore the deep, ominous cave called vulnerability, attempting to shine a combined light on the treasures that hide in the dark. Without taking themselves and each other too seriously, they are engaging in conversation between themselves and with guests in a very own humorous way. We hope you enjoy listening to Spill Your Guests. Audio. So we're, we're recording the podcast now and um, uh, in the interest of the theme, I'm having a low day, a uh, little bit of a of, of a downturn today, uh, which is to be expected and something I should not feel ashamed about, but just not feeling, uh, not feeling my best. And not that I felt my best in a long time that I, that I can remember, but, uh, kind of, kind of, uh, viewing this period of my life as a rebirth and, um, just dealing with recovery um, on a daily basis and kind of trying to t- tackle my central issues without using weed. Um, I did go back and listen to the episode Birth, the original OG Spill Your Guests podcast. Was episode. it epic? Epic wouldn't <laughs> be the word I would describe, use to describe it. Um, uh, it was, it's a, it's, it's a stark reminder of how much wallowing I did for the past 10 years. And it's really, you know, a sense painful to listen to myself. Um, just, yeah. just being, being, uh, out of control really. And, and having such a low self-worth and uh, it being blatant and obvious how low my self-worth was to me. And uh, yeah, just, did you hear yourself kind of putting yourself down in the podcast? Constantly putting myself yeah. down. And it's like, I put myself down in such a way to, I guess, to be humorous and for the sake of comedy, but like ultimately uh that's completely indicative of just my my depression and and um low self-esteem so it's it's painful for me to listen to it and to know in that i was even at the time very aware of my addiction to, to weed and yet wasn't doing anything practical or like putting in any of the hard work that it takes to kind of redefine those pathways in your brain um, that you've been so used to using over the past many, many years that it was that you were ingraining that, that way of way of being into your brain. It's like, I even discussed like the power of habit. So to create a new habit is like a work, you know, to get rid of an old habit is work. And I just 
never had the energy or motivation to do that work. And now that I am in a lot of ways doing that work, I mean, today, again, was a low day. I mean, I didn't, uh, my knees hurt. I went for the run and I didn't, didn't meditate, couldn't focus, but, uh, so you meditate now? I try to, yeah. I try every day, meditate, try multiple times a day to meditate, to focus on something that, that, uh, to focus my attention on breathing and try not to let my thoughts wander. But like, I've always do you do found the same, that same types of meditations or just, uh, you, you rotate it between like, um, cause there's so many different types of meditation to do. I'm baby stepping it. I there's this one the relaxation meditation I do for exercising the vagus nervous system, but uh, otherwise, I guess I'm I'm uh, doing this other one that came out of the dialectical behavioral therapy book that I recorded myself actually. And it's just basically a mindfulness meditation. So I think my, like, I, I'm just baby stepping it because I don't really, like, I, I, I think probably to master at least one practice or one kind of meditative uh, practice um, at a time will allow me to make space to be able to take on some more. Um, Right. I meant it more in the sense like if if you're really struggling with one, then you can always try other things because not all of them work for all the, for every different person. Um, right. If it feels like a if it feels like a time that you're like dreading doing, kind of like if you had to do a two hour workout or something, it, it it might not be the best thing because it it shouldn't be hard to do. It shouldn't even be doing anything at all. Ultimately. Um, because the more, <laughs> the more we try to meditate, the more we try to relax, we're, <laughs> we're not even turning on the part of ourselves that is truly relaxed all the time. We're not connecting with the part of ourselves that can, that silent witness that's behind it all, that is unmoved by all of our emotions and our, all the stuff that stirs us up. If we getting caught up in that getting caught up in our ego and associating associating ourselves with the ego instead of the witness that's what meditation is trying to get you to do is trying to make help you realize you're just a witness you're just an observer you know you when you say i you're speaking in possessive terms like i not i sorry like my my arm my leg it belongs to me but who's me right and that's where meditation is trying to teach you what you truly are rather than what you think you are. At least that's what I understand so far. And I don't understand much yet, to be honest, but um, I do see the benefit in meditation and I do it myself um, when I can. But um, I don't do it when I feel like it, it's something I have to do because then I know that I'm not actually meditating. If that makes any sense, I'm not sure. I'm uh, sorry, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm listening to you, but I'm also just observing my majestic roommate eating across from me. It's, That's fine. It's a beautiful thing to, to watch me. I don't know how to tell you. 
like, <laughs> it's almost like he's meditating this, right now. This should be a video. This. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's like, it's, and he's, uh, he's fasting for Ramadan. So it's like when he's eating, it's, it's almost ritualistic. It's this beautiful thing. I don't know if you can even hear me right now because he's got his earphones in, but I'm talking about him right in front of his face. <laughs> No, but it's like you no know, the way because you can hear you can hear on the um, you can hear on this podcast the the scraping of the of the utensils and maybe yes can we can and you can even hear the chewing. I assumed but, it was you. No, no, it's not. <laughs> that's not me. That's I just like, I can see this the I feel like the, the that he's fully kind of engaged in in his actions and like fully just. Well, it's 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 he's 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 fully himself right whereas a lot of the time i eat i'm like i can i forget right after i've eaten like what that was did i just eat something you know what i mean like it's gone well, scarf maybe down. maybe you should make eating your next meditation which would be yeah. a moving a moving meditation just eating consciously exactly. rather than just like you said scarfing it down that's it conscious eating like conscious eating and this like no that's exactly what i was getting at like just to take them take a moment to really feel what it feels like to eat and not not just uh you know scarfing something down like i don't know i i don't know what i don't know what happened in life for me but that has always been an issue. I've always been like a overly fast eater. Um, and I don't know if that's cultural, like eating is almost like, like uh, it is, it is still very much like ritualistic, but it's like, I don't know, eating is kind of like in North America, it's kind of gross in a lot of ways, you know, it's like, it's like, it's almost like going to a factory, but I don't know. And it just, there, you're, yeah. there's so much, you're so disconnected from your food most of the yeah. time. And from the experience of eating it, like the TV dinner kind of mentality where it's like, Oh, I just pop fucking thing in the microwave and pop a tray in the microwave and just scarf it down while zoned out in front of the TV. Well, yeah, well, what I find helps, like, with what I do with Lada, like, so, like, there's these fruit stores everywhere, and they've got these, these wooden boxes, like, these crates that they bring the fruit in, mm-hmm. but then they, the garbage, the garbage always has all these nice crates, like, stuff you'd find some in some hipster's apartment in Canada, or the States, right, that they bought at Pier 1 or whatever, but anyway, we bring those home, and then so I've got one of those crates on the ground and then we found a, just a piece of wood in the garbage and just slap that on top and that's our table. So our table is the height of a crate, like a crate for uh, some apples or whatever. Mm. And then we found an old couch that had been like all ripped apart and we took all the foam pieces and Lada put, she took, she just stapled material around them and she put those on the ground around the table and we eat on the ground, but a, a cool part, we like eating lower, but a cool part about it is that if you want to get up from sitting that way, from sort of lying that way to eat, it's really hard to do. So you are going to be present unless you have a really good reason to get up and do something else. And we don't have a television. So, you know, 
we're next to each other. There's there's nowhere to go. There's nobody's standing up. It's quite distraction free. And uh, when we made our um, when I made like this series on YouTube of just like a free exercise type of series and lifestyle change series, one of my suggestions was to eat lower. You know, lots of cultures eat really low. And when I was in Malaysia, it, it just felt so different. It's so much more connected with whoever I was eating with. And so that could just be a simple change. You know, you put, just eat on your coffee table, essentially. You don't need to go find some garbage like we did, but you know, just eat on the coffee table with no chairs, right on the ground. And, and if it hurts your knees, you probably need to fix your muscular muscles, your imbalances, because you should be able to be on your knees or be sitting cross-legged or something without all this discomfort in the first place. And that's another thing that people do in third world countries, right? They, they crouch down or they, they're always low on the ground. They're not in pain or anything because they're so used to eating like that together. Um, mm. So I don't know, maybe you and your roommate want to just have like this bowl of ramen in the middle and just be devouring it together. <laughs> I don't know. No, I hear what like, you mean. Like the lady in the tramp. It's a no. It's a it's a almost practical, um, yeah, way of becoming, well, what becoming yeah. more mindful when you're eating. Yeah, it's a even the dinner table. Speaking. You know, somebody might put up their laptop or the tablet and just start browsing shit. You know, that's that's like normal. That's like it's like a normal modern age practice is to eat in front of a screen. I know, but that's the right. thing. If you have this little tiny thing that can only fit two plates and it's on the ground and it's awkward to get back up, you're going to shift the way you do things. Sometimes you need this physical barrier, this physical change to make you have the mental change. Man, I, I Otherwise, you're just going to go right back to the couch. Oh, just sit on the couch tonight. Just sit on the table. Whatever. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So you need to... Yeah, literally, I mean, you just the routines right now for, for me, like I, I don't eat at the same time as my roommate because I'm not, I'm not fasting for Ramadan. And, um, like when I eat, it's usually not okay. Let's make sure that there's no, nothing else going on, but I'm eating. Sometimes there is, but usually I, I'm like browsing on my phone or talking to someone or something just because I'm so used to keeping myself distracted. And I used to, I remember when I didn't have like distractions like that growing up because, because people like when I, when I was, when I was growing up, like uh, in high school, I didn't have a cell phone, but when people who did have a cell phone, especially a Blackberry, like were always on their phone. Right. And I was, like jealous like i was like oh my god these people are so cool they have so much to do on their phone oh and like and i don't i don't have that like i'm so i'm so like i'm lesser than them because i don't have so many people to bbm and text back and forth with and blackberry that, and messenger that, and like for them whatever is on their phone is more important than what's going on around them wow that's amazing i wish i had that now it's like the complete opposite. I have the complete opposite mentality. It's like, how can I be more on my phone than in the world around me? It's pathetic. 
for me. And it's like, it's not pathetic. It's not the right word, but it's like, at this point, I'm almost, I'm almost dependent on like that flashy blue light on my phone. Like I want something to be going on so that I can get on my phone and do the thing on my phone because it feels good to do a thing on my phone. And um, like, that's so wrong to me. It's like, you need to be able, I, I need to be able to have that boundary of what's would, around would you. Would you remove your WhatsApp? Um, like I don't want to, because there's so much value to it. Like this, be able to being able to stay connected to people ha has so much inherent value to it, but like, I want to be able to maybe look at that blue flashy light and be like, I don't care. Like I, I'm focused on right the here and now, which is talking to you on this podcast and, you know, like, and not to be distracted by things outside of what I feel like I should be focusing on. Maybe that's just my, maybe, maybe that's ADHD that I have, but well, like, yeah, just for instance, okay. Is it my yeah. roommate, my roommate just walked upstairs now yeah, before when he was sitting across from eating, um, there was a, I, there's a part of me right now that just kind of was like, okay, I'm focusing on just the podcast and talking to Rye and but then there's a part of me that's thinking, okay, he, he's eating and I'm, I'm watching him eat and like, and he, he's completely focused in on his own thing. Like he's not thinking about me doing this podcast at all. He's focused in on his own thing, which is I'm eating and I'm on my screens. And so like, I have a lot of respect for him because he's got a, a very, very strong sense of self and a really strong sense of boundaries and a really, um, really like healthy belief in himself. Um, and uh, now that he's walking away, <laughs> um, I'm not going to say his name, of course, this podcast, but he's a, he's just a, like now, now I feel like I'm not thinking now about him and his strong sense of self and belief and uh, a strong sense of self and, and uh, like, very strong sense of self-affirmation and and focus on what he's doing i'm not thinking about that anymore because he's not here but when he was there i couldn't focus on doing this podcast with you i was more in my in the analytical i was analyzing more like what's you know what's going on behind roommate's name they're eating and i'm like how come i don't eat in that way and like how come I you just said you, you know, wouldn't eat. Yeah, maybe this is an example of a bit of ADD because you just said you wouldn't say his name and then you just said his name. Yeah, no, <laughs> she, damn it, right? Like, yeah, see, that's it. That's it. Epic. So I, yeah. I'm, uh, and, and it's, no, it's true. And like, I don't have like, like, no, it's true. I'm always in my own head. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sick and tired is, of it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like, I don't know if it's the years and years of pot smoking that's put me put me so deeply into my own psyche that I can't get out of it, or if it's just that I haven't been able to practice the things that need to practice in order to in order to focus and stay mindful. Because being mindful of not saying my roommate's name when I said I just wasn't going to say his name is all a part of it. Like, am I am I so interested in just spinning off and spitting words? that I don't even take a moment to think.
Yeah, well, it's, sometimes it seems that way. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. I mean that in the nicest way. Uh, it's more, it's more that maybe there's a nervous energy or something that makes you feel like you have to continue, or you don't like taking having gaps in thought, or you don't like having gaps in attention, because those are dangerous things for people who are, who have something underlying something unconscious that they don't want to dig up um you know it's it's as simple as like sometimes when we're really sad and we want to distract ourselves from what we're sad about we start watching a movie but the second the movie ends you start getting really freaked out because you know that there was something you were sad about and you're about to start thinking it so you quickly figure out what else to do and then you switch to the next and you keep going avoiding that but from what I've seen with you recently, you haven't been avoiding anything. And like I said earlier, like just forgive yourself for if you don't do things perfectly right away. I mean, it's, it's just the, the attempt at doing thing, things consciously and doing things differently, right? Because how you do something is definitely how you do everything. So if you can't maintain a conversation in a podcast, then guess what? You probably can't do a very good job at work. Like really be there and present. You might have some distractions, you know, or in your relationships, you might not hold conversations completely and be completely present. Or when you're eating, you're not present with the food and it matters a little less, maybe the quality and what you're putting in your body and all these other things. And then when you're at the gym, you're not really focused. You're just thinking about the next place you go. And it just goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And no. uh, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it's a, it's eating a, lower, yeah. eating lower or mm -hmm. having, lower. having maybe these, these little obstacles that make you go, oh shit, I'm a little note on the fridge or something. Eat consciously, you know, little reminders of what you're heading towards rather than what you are coming from. Yeah. Unless you, I mean, unless you don't want to change, of course, which is fine. But if you're interested in change, then this is where the hard work comes in. Retraining your brain, retraining training your mental patterns, and not redefining yourself as somebody who just is obsessed with themselves and keeps talking about themselves, because that's not what I see. But that's a bit what you sound like you're defining yourself as. Mm -hmm. like this, yeah, I, I, I am. Like so deep in your, you said, you said so deep in my psyche, you know, like... Are you so deep in your psyche that you you have no space for me? I don't think this is that's no, true. that's not it's not true. It isn't true, and especially it's not it's not true all the time. And sometimes it might be true. I'm I know I I, I shouldn't do this, but I'm I'll bring up my ex. She told me this. She said, "You're so inside your own head; it's painful to watch." You yeah, know. because you're trying to solve the problem with only with the answers that are in there, without and, and a limited scope too, and you're not gaining access to the true your true self, which has way more answers to offer you. Maybe that's what she meant in a sense, and that you're sort of trapping yourself in your own mental prison that isn't even there. That's it. It's a really completely. It's a completely unnecessary trapping of myself in a prison that's it it's a good way to put it um but it's um it, it's not painful to watch it's painful 
to be. That's the reality of it. And, and uh, I'm, like I said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired because right. it's today is today I'm sick and tired. And I, I, it's a, it's a worthy journey for me to find a way to get out of my head. Right. It's just, it's a very worthy journey. Um, and um, I think it's, it's going to serve me and, and serve me very well. And if I could serve me well, then I can, maybe I can serve the world better. You know, well, if this is uh, if this is truly your rebirth, then yeah, you're coming out screaming and scared shitless, and that's a good place to start. Well, that's it. That's it. You do. You do. It's not going to be rebirth. Is not comfortable, right? So that's it. Say rebirth can't be comfortable. It's not like uh, it's not refreshing. It is refreshing, but it's not. It's almost terrifying. But once you realize you can redefine yourself as many times as you'd like, then you're not going to feel so trapped. And you might also not get so, as you get further in life, you might not get so, what do they call it? Stubborn or can't teach an old dog new tricks. You might be a little more flexible and playful and Hmm. adaptable. Things that are really valuable, valuable things especially in these times that being able to adapt to things, especially when people are older, a lot of people right now can't adapt for shit and they're trapped in their mental prisons of fear. So you really got to have an open mind to it, but at the same time you have to exercise that muscle. So if you're not exercising that muscle, it's not going to get stronger. Right. I think, I think that's true, but you have to, you have to, your ego is going to be scared shitless of losing itself. So you have to reassure your ego that it's okay to make these changes and that it's going to be better in the long run. And that's why it might seem like a little schizophrenic in a way, but you, you kind of have to talk to yourself and well, calm that's... yourself, you know, like, especially mm-hmm. if you say you're caught, you're trapped in your own mind. Well, go a little deeper in there, talk mm-hmm. to yourself and say, Hey, no, I want, we want to experience more. We want to connect more. Yeah. The way we're behaving, it's not working. Yeah. Or, or it has it hasn't it hasn't been optimal. Yeah. Uh, for others, and we we want to be more compassionate and and you know. I I want to be I want to be able to be there for myself, so that I can be there for others, um, especially in a relationship. Um, because one of the most valuable things for me in my life is to establish a healthy partnership um, and build a healthy family. And that journey like is the, to me, that's, that is, that is a goal that I have and the journey to get there is, um, worthy of all, all my energy and all my time and uh beautiful and, so and I'm there's going, your dream and I'm, that's my dream it's clear it's, and if your dream is big enough and it's well defined enough you don't have to run into another crisis like this because you're you're you don't need to be distracted with the crisis because you're already headed in your direction yeah so manifest that dream as 
as much as I've said that that word seems kind of bullshitty, new agey or whatever, manifest just, I just mean, put your energy into it. You can't, something can't exist unless people's energy goes towards it. If I said the word COVID and no, nobody had actually allowed the energy of that word to enter and process in their minds, then that energy would go absolutely nowhere, regardless of where the virus, if it was all over the place, if people didn't put the energy into that through um, being on alert about it, it wouldn't exist. So that's, that's one thing you might want to ask yourself, where is my energy going? I only have so much in a day. Or am I exhausting my energy completely? And then once I'm exhausted, that's when I start making horrible decisions. Finding a balance um, in I'm, your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something that's sustainable in the long run too. Not I, just something for right now. That's what that that's it's a good way to put it. Now I yes, I'm making a conscious decision on what to put my energy into these days. And so that is I'm focusing my energies on my fundamental changes, my, my, my changes in practice and habit in well-being, um, in redefining, uh, my pathways, finding, finding ways to so soothe myself, soothe, soothe myself emotionally in a healthy, productive way, trying to make conscious decisions throughout the day. But uh, like, again, I'm still, like a baby at it. Like, I feel like I'm just born doing it. And I, I'm, it hasn't been long. It really hasn't been. It's been a matter of months, really, since I'd say December when I was really doing this seriously. And then I, I had a setback or a relapse, let's say. And I, cause I was just completely overwhelmed with my feelings and I hadn't, I had no, I felt like I had no escape, but to smoke weed and I, so I did I relapsed and sure enough there's a reason why I smoked weed because every all those feelings I had it was like twisted up like a knot and melted away I think I, I mentioned this it's true and it that it is a reality but then it took me further and further away from from what I'm really trying to achieve in a healthy way so it's just it was, um, it's a, like, and there are people who use it for stress and for sleep in, I guess, a way that is self-medicating and not destructive entirely to themselves. I don't, I'm not one of those people. I cannot use it in a, in a responsible way that's manageable. The way I use no, it is, un is completely unmanageable, but... And I think that would be a dangerous excuse for you to use. No, yeah. it's, I'm never going to, I'm never going to use that excuse. And like the, cause I wouldn't accept using... that excuse. If you said, yeah. oh, I just need, I just needed it to get to sleep one night. Right. Well, if that's true, then you wouldn't use it every single day afterwards and during the day. And all, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that there's a part of you deep down that will know that that's not the truth. So I know, I know. So, but in terms of your dream, like, I think your cottage is an interesting thing because 
if you were to draw on a piece of paper, like what you see as your future, you see you and your family, I guess, your family that you want to build. And what is that family that you want to build? What would they enjoy? They would enjoy a cottage, right? So your, your idea of building that cottage, you're already manifesting your cottage. And that's a great start to having a foundation for a family. You, you know, you have a place to live, you have a vehicle, you have uh, a cottage, you have all these things that make you bringing, you're bringing much more of yourself to, to the equation. And then you could draw your nightmare. You could draw your nightmare on the other side. And what would that be? That would be, I spent my summer smoking weed and feeling like a piece of shit, you know, with white skin, not getting any vitamin D. That, that could be, I mean, it's either you could see it one way. I'm, going, I'm looking towards my dream, so I don't need to be distracted by crisis. Or this is my fucking nightmare, and I'm not going back there. That's another way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's when I, when I listened to that episode of the, uh, the original episode of the podcast, Birth. That's like, wow, that is my, what I was living there was my nightmare. And I was. And that's not who you want to be for others. It's not right? who I wanted to be for. No, it wasn't. You don't want to be that be for, for me, others. do you? No, I, I don't want to be that for you at all. No, I, I, I didn't want. And I look back on it and like I wasn't stepping up to the plate on this podcast at that time either. Like I wasn't doing my part. I wasn't keeping my end. I mean, right. And you have to yeah. recognize the compassion that it takes for others to yeah. not really react, right? Yeah. To not. I, to you know get, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You, I understand. Yeah. I understand you better, so I, I'm, I was never going to do it. But I, there could easily be a way for somebody to just say, oh, "Fuck this guy. He doesn't care." You know what I mean? No, for sure. And I, I, I don't know what it. I don't know how come I don't get more of that throughout my life. I haven't had more of that throughout my life. But because people can see that you're a good guy. Okay, <laughs> that's the other thing. They, they can see that. I can see your true intentions. I can see through all the bullshit talk about yourself so it's okay it's 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 okay but it isn't okay like i don't you don't just get by on being nice guy like you gotta you gotta step up the plate no but i don't see i don't see you being manipulative you know i'm I'm not i'm not exactly other people i'm genuine i'm honest i'm genuine i'm honest right other people are not right yeah and they're like intentionally manipulative and that scares me when somebody is almost consciously manipulative and I don't right. know how to. I don't like that either. I, I I really don't like that either myself. But but I'm even. I can't even remember. Like I was listening to it. And it's. I was saying how I was not. I'm not in a place to be with someone. I'm not. I I have. I'm not. I'm not along the journey for it. And so it's not that I don't have the material things. Like the material things are there. It's. It's the, I guess, it's the awareness and ability to, to A, manage those material things in a, in a healthy, productive way, and B, have the relationships um, the, with, with the people or the basically to have a romantic relationship that's sustainable and congruent in order to be able to create a family um, and produce, reproduce, you know, and like, and then have, uh, you know, have, have grow, grow something greater than, than yourself 
um, and to be able to give give the gift of yourself to others um, through like deep and deeply intentional communication and primarily listening and like I'm having a tough time right now processing things like reading and listening to others. Um, maybe it's just that I, my, my standard is way too high on what I think I, I on, the, on what I think I should be. But like, I think like when we, when, when there's a large group of people, not even that large, but it's a small group of people and we're all talking like, I have a tough time focusing on what's being said and really hearing it properly. But do you have a tough time talking? No, because I'm a bladdermouth. Like, come on. But that's, that's, but that, then there is that issue, right? Because I need to stop talking. Without compassion, without having compassion, those other people are not going, I'm not saying you don't want, you have to stop talking. But those people have to understand you and the way you operate and you're you're much more easily distracted because but it doesn't mean you're bad it's not it's like why would you want every person to have the exact same fucking personality you know you you in life you don't want just people who are always on time for work because then everybody would just be you know on time for work and everything would happen the exact same thing would be boring as fuck it's those people who are sometimes late for work or say fuck work or go paint instead or whatever it is that brings some spice into life so there's definitely aspects of your life that will bring spice into life too but you have to find that balance between your personality and functioning in this type of society and and it I, I'm telling you, man, you just, you've got a harder time than some people. Some people, they're easy. They just fit right in. It doesn't mean they're happier or they're better or whatever it is. It's just that, you know, some people can sit and stare at spreadsheets for eight hours a day. Some people want to shoot themselves when they're doing that, you know, but the world is, is full of all types. And we, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. But, um, for example, in order for someone with my personality to interact with somebody with your personality, I have to practice much more compassion. But guess what? That's my job. I have to figure that out. And people aren't bringing also taking responsibility for what they have to bring. And, and they have to be an adult and understand that not everybody is the same as them. So if it's like Ben talks more than me it's like yeah okay maybe ben needs to fucking talk more than you and you if, if you were ben you would too or you wouldn't feel listened to or there was something there you know there's there's an underlying reason but what's ben's true intention he wants to connect with you he is not trying to manipulate you or take advantage of you or use you he's trying to create a connection so allow that connection through compassion and that's back to ramdas he's that was one of the main words he ever used and i understand now why because he doesn't want to be that fucking holier than thou guy sitting at the top or like bikram sitting there with his yoga students saying i'm the master no he wanted to have compassion be right at the same level as everybody else and he had to practice compassion 
the more he the more advanced he got of course the more compassionate he had to be and then he basically spends all his time being compassionate rather than just saying oh that guy's a piece of shit that guy's lazy that you know he's saying these people are all at different points and that's what makes the world a beautiful place for that diversity embrace diversity and so basically anybody who doesn't accept you ben is is a racist <laughs> no. no i'm gathering that <laughs> no, I'm, okay. I'm gathering that and I'm, that's that's the thing that i'm those racist motherfuckers <laughs> out there who 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 don't have no goddamn compassion for me no i'm just kidding but i'm um i'm really working toward that like um and i joked about this this thing with uh somebody on the facebook uh, the facebook uh, um somebody somebody posted on facebook like this this idiot is is using a leaf blower to dry the asphalt after rain and uh <laughs> like he says like this guy's an idiot and i'm like yeah i said that does seem a little absurd <laughs> but maybe this is his greenhouse gas emissions way of like of a zen practice you know like when you you just rake the sand or something you know like he's just yeah, polishing stones he's, he's just yeah, yeah. exactly he's just he's just drying the asphalt because he just wants to see the water evaporate because that makes him feel better you know like and the, maybe yeah, there's these are, maybe there's yeah, a but, maybe there's a compassionate angle there and maybe you don't need to just call someone out for being a you know fucking dumb idiot like there's oh there's but don't forget don't forget when you do that you have to be very conscious that you're being compassionate to whoever wrote that too and that's because, it yeah because if you're just writing it as a rebuttal no a retort no then it it's wasn't. not going anywhere it's no, creating it division and no it wasn't and it, and it wasn't it was it was like no it was like i agree that's very absurd and like in a joking way yeah. maybe <laughs> like you know and it was like i said like that that is absolutely absurd but uh but I said, but you know, maybe this is his greenhouse gas emissions way. I said it in a, in a humorous way. Yeah, yeah. I know, and and also I know this person on that level too, right? So it's different when you know that person on the level, right? And it's like he he's the type of person that would appreciate that perspective because he's got a lot of compassion himself, especially for recovery. He knows that I'm in it. He's had families his family member he's had family members in it and all that too so he's got a lot of compassion himself so i mean um but i but that's just that was just a, a little uh like uh like uh no, no example where you pussy can fart example <laughs> no, of, of practicing compassion in daily life yeah i mean it's it's yeah, jesus christ there's an endless amount of compassion that you can have when someone screams and yells at you, which I've had, there's a, a, a large part of you that can just kind of take yourself out of that situation and be like, wow, that's, it's actually quite sad that this is, this is how, how they've learned how to express themselves. And I'm, and I have a lot of compassion for the fact that they, that they don't have like a, a healthy, a healthy outlet for, these these emotions of 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 loss of control or whatever whatever the hell is going on with them you know it's like there there's instead of looking at someone with disdain and 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 disgust for their actions you can look at someone with compassion for the 
I guess not not in a condescending way, but just you know in a way that it's like I'm so sorry that that's the way you feel the world and express the in the world in this universe. Like it's 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 a it's a real shame that that that's not not shame might not be the right word, but it's a real you know it's a a real tragedy of existence to not have a congruent healthy form of expressing yourself and to be expressing yourself with such anger and violence and whatever it had be um yeah. now now that's that doesn't excuse it doesn't excuse the the anger the violence but there is an angle that you know like there's a there's a compassion involved in wow this person lacked I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a very stark example right now, which is, if you really want to, if you re, if you really want to go there, like I'm, I can say these names because these names are are a public domain. Derek Chauvin, right, who kneeled on the neck of George George Floyd for nine minutes. Oh yeah, like, like inexcusable, obviously murder, um, but you know when you, it isn't it isn't it like a sad, like isn't it very sad that he felt compelled to do that? Isn't yeah, it that wasn't, sad? Uh, Isn't that it was like, like, a, like what, what, a cumulative like, effect? It wasn't just a, it, it wasn't just that one thing. That's, that this one is, day. No, know, it wasn't like, that one day. This guy, coffee that day, everything yeah. that happened in this man's life and that all the shit. factors, yeah, all the factors that went into that moment are, are, are a tragedy. Right, and it's a tragedy of 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 just being a species, being a member of the species that like, and likely many yeah. of us in those same shoes, without the advantage of mm-hmm. a, of 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 wider awareness, would have mm-hmm. probably gone that exact same path. You don't know that you wouldn't, right? And it's like exactly we if, can't if, pretend if that I, we, we wouldn't. I, I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm a Jew, but if I grew up in Nazi Germany as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed German, I'd probably be um, a Jew-killing Nazi, you know? Exactly. Because, because just as hard as yeah. it is for that German to identify themselves, like, literally as a Jew, mm-hmm. that's like you right now literally identifying yourself as a German. It, 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 just you know? Not just and a your German, ego German Nazi, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not... You, what your ego will reject that immediately the second i say ben you're german and then you just boom your brain's like what <laughs> no mm, we know exactly. we know who we are exactly we, we went and we did uh birthright in israel the reali- don't do that the reality is is the reality is we're i'm way more similar to a nazi than i am different right i'm way more similar to Derek Chauvin, then I am different, you know? And Derek Chauvin, similarly, is way more similar to George Floyd than he ever was different. And it's very, it's, it's, it's very, it's tragic. The, basically, there's compassion there for, for the tragedy of, of, uh, of how people end up operating in this world. And you know, every moment, every moment is God's, it's just a gift, you know, and 
how do you how do you treat these moments and with and how you process the world around you in these moments like defines it defines so it is defined so much by you know how you've been raised and all the stimuli in your life and all the tools that you've been made aware of and like whether you whether you've had the a, a practical influence toward compassion or not and i don't know i just think that i'm rambling but uh the compassion is an omnipotent force there that, you go that 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 yeah that's a fabric yeah, it's a fabric for sure. it transcends it yeah. transcends all these barriers all these social barriers we create mm-hmm. and that's 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 exactly why like ramdas spent thousands of hours contemplating these things and when 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 you when you listen to mystics and stuff you know they've thought long and hard about these things and when they throw certain words out there more and more they're trying to give you a hint that they're very important concepts and that's why unfortunately they become associated with stuff like compassion or guru and all this buddhism and all this stuff it all gets associated with the new age woo woo kind of bullshit stuff for a lot of people and so it gets it gets shoved away just because it's associated with that. But I don't know any other word to say that sums it up better than to, to be compassionate to others and compassionate to yourself and to try to speak from the heart whenever possible. And that's not for everybody, right? And especially because it doesn't make you money in a lot of ways. So <laughs> no, and that's yeah, a big, no, that's a that's, huge, it's a, it's a, that's a huge, thing for sure. it's a huge thing. And, yeah. and for, from in, for me, like you have, if you really want to change the way we, uh, way we operate as a, as a species, you, we have to basically redefine the default structure of what what is valuable because what what is valuable in has it, it is fairly arbitrary it is fairly arbitrary if there's certain things that are valuable don't get me wrong like food water shelter 100 but is it so valuable that you need to have like stone cladded mansions like no, you I don't, think we've you don't overlooked. Need stone, you don't need stone cloud. I think matches. we've overlooked one thing that really fucked us bad. And which and is well, food, shelter, all that—that's great. But there's also sort of tribal-like social connections, a connection mm. to a, to something bigger than you, and that's not organized just top down, like a dictatorship or a corporation with you know where where your opinion is valued a group a belonging and what is all this podcast stuff what is people sitting and listening to joe rogan for three hours they're looking for this tribal connection they don't know where the fuck to find it sitting on facebook it gives your brain the illusion that they're they're feeling like they're part of the tribe but guess what it's it's creating separation not just physical separation but groups and groups and groups and groups and all of a sudden 
my group hates your group and we hate everybody else. And all of a sudden we're all a bunch of different types of Nazis. We're just separating everybody else out. <laughs> um, yeah, so community. I, yeah, Tribe, I just don't tribalism. Think, yeah. yeah, I don't think that the but, foundation of a country, for example, is it creates an illusion. Like just take Canada, for example, they create a flag, they create a vert, this illusion of a border and of, you know, what's our main religion going to be and what are our immigration policies and what are, what are, how are we going to be? We're going to be friendly people, right? That's how people are going to see us. And they create all this illusion that pretend that we're all this big one, big tribe, but we can't maintain that illusion because it's not real. We can, we can truly belong to something we'd consider like a tribe where with groups that we know what our defined values and morals are and we we connected with these people because they they resonate with us that's mm -hmm. when you can really stand behind things but when you're born into something and you say okay well because i'm from this latitude and longitude i must be uh worshiping jesus and not muhammad and uh i'm i hate these people that are this color because they're from the, over there and it's like it's like you're born into this trap and this illusion of what you think is a tribe but it's so big and it has no defining morals or values really that it's just a shit show of people and and that's how you can have a country defining itself as a country but infighting right like people posting like oh uh alberta is our um is uh canadians uh retarded stepbrothers or whatever all alberta you know like would you say that about a tribe member? No, because you're all equal. You're all at the same level. So if there's something wrong with them, there's something fucking wrong with you. So why, you know, that's where I find such a problem in defining myself. Oh, I'm a Canadian because no, I, I was, my ancestors took part in raping and pillaging the natives, just like every other country did. I'm not proud of that. And I have to pretend to be. Uh, so there's you did tattoo a Canadian flag on your body exactly but mm -hmm. that but that even that was that's where I have to be compassionate to myself in the past because my ignorance about what that was even about and you know what that was also me being almost racist in a way the reason I tattooed that was because I had been treated so shitty by the French I hated them so much that I'd rather I felt I had escaped them like I had literally was a refugee. I was living out West and I was like, finally, I'm free. And I define myself like, what is this place that's made everybody so nice out here? Oh, it's because they're Canadian and this is what Canada is. So I get a tattoo of that. <laughs> but guess what? Then I'm separating myself from the French, us and them. I'm not bringing anybody closer together. I'm helping create division and what creates and then creating war, civil war, country separating and then a big shit show like we're in. So, yeah, they're no, I'm... they're big ideas, Ryan. They're big ideas, Ryan. But you know, I mean, it's we we got to start with ourselves. I mean, you get to start and finish with yourself, really, unless you want to get into politics. Like, and, and when you're when you're in politics, I mean, that's the that's the most ultimate form of like megalomania you can do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I I don't know, but uh, yeah, because you're a dirty right winger, aren't you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't, I find it's, it, it's very, awesome I find it hard to vote. I find it. I do. I awesome. do vote, but I find it hard. I to, love talking to Lana about politics because she's always like, which, 
which one's the right wing, which one's the left. She doesn't even know, which is great because she doesn't have to have that bias coming in. She doesn't even know. She's just like, oh, those are all just Canadian people. Mm-hmm. Really, like, realistically, <laughs> we're all pretty left wing. Like, even the even the conservative party here is pretty left wing. But I mean, I don't actually. We're not going to get into politics because I really don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, know what I'm talking about on this podcast, other than when I'm talking about my feelings. Oh, don't worry, I know totally defined. But, that we... but we are. But we're here for vulnerability, and uh, we're here for the rebirth. And like, I don't know. We 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 we've gone through a lot of topics on this one. I'm I'm gonna have to call it. I'm gonna have to call this one. I don't I don't want this one to to, to run on too long. Uh, time my, of death. My, my, time my, of death of rebirth. Time of death of rebirth <laughs> is right now. I don't know what what time we're at with the recording. Zoom's not letting us know, but we'll do some editing on it. Um, yeah, just take out my rant at the end. It's pretty. pretty no, horrible, I think pretty your rant uh, was good. I think your rant was. I good. want to get back into Canada one day, man. They might not Come, even let me in based get, on that. Get <laughs> get over here for June and make that happen. We'll talk soon. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one. I'm going to stop recording right now. Thank you for listening, everybody. Spillyourguests at gmail.com. Drop a line. No one's emailed us yet, but you know, we'll be back back with you soon. Wherever you you are. Wherever you might be. We've got our 10 listeners. Stay classy, San Diego. Stay classy, everybody. San Diego. I don't know. I biked there one time. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody. All right.